Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Negro Please Radio. I'm your host, Chris Allen. How's everybody doing? Uh, glad to be back. As usual, off the top, I want to take the time out to thank each and every last one of you guys for tuning in, downloading, streaming. However you watch, I appreciate it. So uh, tell a friend, enemy, coworker, tell somebody about the podcast. Um, Man, it's a, um, a chilly Friday morning. It's a nice, it's a nice morning. Uh, <laughs> I'm very weird, man. I um, this is stupid, but uh, I like these kind of cool mornings, man. There was a, a game I used to play back in the day called um, Tom Clancy's. Um, what was it? Uh, uh, Graw something something Advanced War Ghost Recon Advanced Warfighter. I love that game. It was a tactical slow paced shooter. Uh, more of a third-person shooter than it was really a first-person. I don't really remember playing it in first-person. It was more like a third-person. But, um, yeah, there was this map uh, called Fishing Village. And you could. what I liked about that game was you could pick different times of the day to play in. And uh, one of my favorite maps in, day, in time of day was uh, Fishing Village Morning. And, uh, man, it just kind of reminded minus the fog, it, it kind of reminded me of that even though, yes, I've never even physically stepped into that map environment. It's just how it felt to me. You know, I used to be so submerged into them games, man. But today, today felt like a fishing village uh, morning. Morning. <laughs> I got to say, man, I miss playing video games. I, I miss playing video games. I used to play all the time, man. Uh, my son is into it now, you know. And uh, I guess that's an easy segue. That's an easy segue. For those who don't know, we have an eight-year-old son. His name is Miles, and I like to talk about the different things that are going on in his life. Sometimes it's big. Sometimes it's nothing. I, but I, I like to document what's going on. So maybe one day he can go back and listen to these, or you know, I can listen to them. But, um, uh, yeah, so, yeah, he, he's really heavy into Minecraft now. I, I think I might have mentioned that before, that he was into Minecraft. Um, but. Now that he's older, he's starting to understand, um, like, the bigger picture. Like, oh, because obviously he knew, like, oh, I collect these things. You know, I can make my own house. I can, I can, uh, you know, just create sheep and chickens and all this kind of stuff out of nowhere. But now he's starting to put it together and play it in survival mode and go, oh, you know, when when you play in like creative mode, you get access to all this stuff. But there are still certain things you really can't do if you're not playing like the uh, actual full version of the game or whatever. But uh, he's starting to see like because um, before he would pick up these potions and all this kind of stuff and try to use them and it would do nothing. But now he's realizing like, oh, this is actually for a mission. You know, th I would need this if I actually played the game through to try to, you know, play it to completion. And uh, it's it's fun to see him putting everything together. And uh, he got back into Zelda uh, for a few days, but there's still some things about that game that kind of freak him out because um, he'll play it for like three or four days and then he'll swear it off for a while, which, which is completely fine. I mean, those those old games from the you know 80s and, and 90s, they can be pretty weird. They can look they can look odd. The music can be um, ominous. And I can't I can't blame an eight year old kid. Uh, for getting freaked out by some of these games, but uh, he's he's starting to really get into like this role playing thing. He likes collecting resources. Um, he likes the idea of like going to this part of the map to get a piece of something, 
going to another part of the map, beating this guy to get another piece, and then, you know, going somewhere else and finding the third piece to make the item to, you know, do whatever. But uh, it's it's really cool to see him get into this kind of stuff, man. Uh, you know, he's just not at an age where I can really show him other, other games. Like, uh, I really like State of Decay. I think that's a very uh, fun game. Even though the physics sometimes can be a little GTA-ish, uh, I still like the idea of like the zombie apocalypse and 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 um, leveling you guys up and all that type of shit. But uh, yeah, I uh, I'm I'm really enjoying watching him go through this video game journey and figure out what he likes. Uh, and um, I try to like tell him stuff, but he's just like, I know, Dad, or like, I don't want to hear that right now. I don't need to know the history, so it's a little hurtful. <laughs> but I'll, I'll be fine. I'll I'll get over it. He's eight, you know. He doesn't really give a shit about what I got to tell him about, you know, characters from other games or references to shit in other, you know, just, he doesn't care. Um, he, he, it's funny, man. It's funny. But when he, when he gets a reference, it is, it is great, you know, cause we're, we're trying to watch some other things. Um, I can't remember off the top of my head, but uh, we watched, I, it might have been an episode of Seinfeld or something, and then we watched Bob's Burgers or some other. Oh, you know what it was? We were watching. Um, we watched. Um, we were watching Bob's Burgers, and I believe we made a reference to um, to uh, Home Alone or something that was a reference in Home Alone. He goes, "Oh, that was from Home Alone," you know, and, and that's happened a few times, and that's cool to see him. Uh, putting those things together he he thinks that's cool but he definitely doesn't want to hear about it from me i will say that <laughs> yeah I, I remember i was the same way with my dad but you know hey god damn am i boring the shit out of people i feel like i am because i'm i'm typically fired up um i do have a few points i want to make but uh i'm just I, i'm missing video games man i i uh i, I really am i um i watched the trailer for state of decay 3 i watched a little bit of the multiplayer um pvp and i'm like man they really they're really getting this thing right i like the recoil on the weapons uh, i like the effect when you look down the sights is it doesn't just zoom in all the way so you know what i, I think state of the k3 might bring me back people it might bring me back i thought that that um um i thought that that um the um <laughs> I haven't played these games in so long that I can I barely even remember the main the names. Not Medal of Honor, but the other one. Call of Duty. I thought the Call of Duty um Battle Royale would bring me back into the uh the fold. It didn't. Uh maybe it was just the logistics of, of everything. You know, I, I just uh just I feel like an asshole if I took up the took up the whole TV, you know. Um I guess that's where I'm a little different than parents of the nineties. They didn't give a shit. Uh yeah, I got a nice big ass TV for Christmas for my mom, and then here I am. I get to watch everything on my goddamn laptop, and I got I got a new laptop, and I'm happy. I, I'm I'm happy, you know. Like um, my wife didn't even wait two seconds when I got this laptop. I mean, as soon as it came in the mail, she just ripped the NBA logo off my my old one, and I'm like, Jesus! I haven't got the other one set up yet, and you're already remodeling my shit. It's just funny how like. <laughs> They never wanted laptops, um, never wanted a DVR, none of that shit. And I get it, and I end up not even getting to use most of it. I think I talked about that before. 
when DVRs first came out, my wife was like, I don't want no goddamn DVR. I'll be there to watch my shows. I don't need to DVR anything. My life revolves around TV. And like a month later, I couldn't even get a show on there. But she didn't want she didn't want a DVR. Didn't see the point of it. Made no sense. I don't I don't understand why you need a DVR. You can just watch the show when it comes on. All right. And yep, months later, I can't get a goddamn episode of Lost on there because why? All her reality shows. You know what I hate? You ever go to a website? And like, as soon as you try to look at something, the banner will drop down and it's just like, hey, give us your email. You get 15% off your first purchase. Give us your email. Come on. And you're like, no, nah, I'm good. And it seems like they get mad when you click no and another icon will pop up. Like, you want to pay full price? You do? All you got to do is give us your email. You get 15% off. You're like, no, nah, I'm good. And then you get another promise like, well, fine. Fuck you. Pay, fi pay full price. Welcome to our website. It's like I don't want to give you my information, but I don't want I don't need screens yelling at me. I don't need icon boxes yelling at me because I don't want to give you my goddamn email. And don't act like, you know, like it, this isn't going to pop up every single time I come back to the site. Okay? Maybe eventually I will sign up, but right now I don't want to. I just want to look around. I just want to look around. So leave us alone with your guerrilla marketing, if, if that's what it is. Stop yelling at me, okay? It's bad enough when I come into your store. You got you got a gallon of cologne sprayed. You're playing loud-ass techno music. Now I got to, you know, I, 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 I go to the website so I don't have to deal with that shit. Now you're yelling at me? Hmm? What's your problem? You're fucking yelling at me? And speaking of getting yelled at. I feel like yelling at some other shit right now. Um, I am really trying to um, bring down my stress level and and, and try not to uh, just piss myself up. I'm really just trying not to think about people that I, that really fucking annoy me. But uh, speaking of people that annoy me, I'm, that dude Ben Shapiro, man. I used to, that guy. He's just a piece of shit, man. He he, he really is. He really is like he recently shared some meme about a guy uh, who apparently lied to get on, lied about attending some type of like a Black Lives Matter or like stop killing us rally. And he was on the jury for the George Floyd case. And uh, essentially, in a, in a nutshell, they're saying this guy lied. And how could someone who attended this type of rally even be impartial? Like did 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 uh, Derek Chavon Chavon Chivin? even have a fair trial. It's just like one, did George Floyd have a free, uh, fair fucking trial at that time on the street? No, he did not. Um, so he's trying to say that like, Oh, this guy lied. He didn't have a fair trial. How, how can this guy be impartial? It is just funny to me that I remember seeing over the last few years, are, are they, uh, quite a few articles of uh, police officers who have had their emails hacked or like somehow some internal emails get out and they find out like uh, th th that these guys are part of these white nationalists or these um, these weird militia groups, you know, that have a lot of racial, um, uh, what do you, just hate groups, man, in, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a nutshell, just they're either apologetic to, you know, white nationalists or they're, they're these white pride organizations 
and just to see the the comments in in those articles like people are allowed to have their own opinion like why can't people be into things outside of work that doesn't mean he can't be a good cop it's like really are are you serious right now i i get it man people are into shit outside of work you can be a cop and if you want to be part of a fucking uh an snm club or you're a swinger or you're into uh you know whatever the fuck you're into that's completely fine but if you're if you're a a sworn officer of the law and on your off duty time you're part of a white nationalist organization or some part of some white pride group these same people you you think that these cops can just they put their uniform on and all of a sudden that's out the window they don't see that you think they can police fairly you know they they can have all these weird obscure opinions about uh different you know people of, of different backgrounds, of different faiths, of different uh, sexual orientations and genders, you know, extreme views of people of different backgrounds, but you think they can go to work as a police officer and just and be impartial when you, when you fucking hate black people or you, you don't like trans people or you're, you're really against um, Hispanic immigrants you you really think a, a police officer who's dealing with people who have either broken the law or potentially broken the law, you think they're going to give them a fair shake? And if you can really sit there and say, yeah, but at the same time, you don't think a, a black guy who went to a Black Lives Matter or some type of like um, anti-police brutality, uh, fuck it, I'll even say some anti-police rally. If we want to kind of make it fair, if they wanted some, hey, we hate all cops rally. You don't think he can be impartial, but do you think that a police officer who was part of a white nationalist organization can go to their job uh, and be a, a, impartial? Uh, I got to, uh, I got to disagree with you there. I, I, I think, I think you're full of shit. And I also noticed this too. For the longest time, uh, a lot of people on the right, they had a mantra of like, hey, facts don't care about your feelings, fuck your feelings. And I'm noticing this really slow, almost like glacial type shift uh, to some of the ideology that um, right wing people are starting to use online. Like uh, the the female cop who shot the guy in his own apartment because she thought she was in her apartment. They're trying to appeal her um, her sentence basically on the idea of like because she really believed even though they they they're acknowledging what she did was wrong, that she caused, you know, that she was in the wrong. uh, She has to once she was convicted of it, that she was they're, they're admitting to all this stuff, that she was in the wrong place, that she caused this guy's death, that it wasn't right. But they're saying because she felt so strongly because she really felt like. She was in her home and that's what she had to do. They should reduce her sentence because she really believed it. She really believed. It's the same thing with this, with this January 6th shit and um, the election being stolen. You know, now, now people on the right who like, they were like, Hey, we need to be grounded in facts here. They're so quick to tell the left like, Hey man, you got to be grounded in facts, man. You, you, you know how you feel about something, what you believe doesn't matter. We have to, we have to deal in facts here. Now they're slowly making this shift of like, well, if I believe something, how can I get in trouble for what I believe? It, it's, it's just funny to me that a group of people who 
want to be so grounded in facts. Uh, uh, much of what they they believe to be their right or what their rights are or 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 um, what they're entitled to is based in religion, which is a belief. It's it's not it's not, and I'm not bashing religion here, but it's not based in any fact at all. It's 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 crazy to me. I'm finally seeing this. Everything that they believe to be, it's all based in a, a belief system, not in facts. No one, no one has to care about your your religious background. You you can't, you really can't hold people to uh, standards of behavior based on your religion. I, I don't, I don't think that's fair. And I get it. People say like we have all these, what is it, mosaic or Abraham or Abrahamic or whatever the fuck word, uh, Christian Judeo system i get it it's something it's got to be based on some type of like uh so it's got to come from somewhere but when you think about it it's just like these this is th these aren't really facts here you know your belief in god and all this kind of these aren't these aren't facts it's, this this really can't be proven this is all a belief but it's slowly it's, it's funny to see them slowly try to shift things from like okay this fact thing isn't working out so let, let's slowly start introducing the the feelings thing about like well hey man this is how I feel. Like, why? How can I really get in trouble if if I really, if I really feel the election was stolen? If I really feel that I'm being lied to, how can I be held responsible? How am I doing anything wrong if I truly believe this? How can I be, you know, how can I be held to, uh, again, accountable? So I, I want to say, keep keep an eye out for that. I think that's 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 very interesting to me. The people who claim to be all rooted in fact, when you when you really look at it, uh, their whole basis is is based on their feelings. You know, I I feel, and and that's the thing too. They say they people act so emotional, but those are the people you are drawn to. That's that's why you like Donald Trump because he he says what's on his mind and how he feels. Just because that's just because you feel the way that doesn't mean that something is true. That's what you tell us all the time when it comes to all this police stuff. Like when you look at the numbers, it's just not true. You need to get over it. You need, you need to do X, Y, and Z. When you look at the numbers, it's just not true. But when it comes to them, now they slowly want to work on their side. Uh, they want to work on their people and slowly introduce the feelings. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see this, uh, this shift of like uh, people on the right who typically wanted to, uh, you know, just not done, not even have feelings in, in the uh, in the equation because that muddled things. Now we're going to slowly see them start to talk about how their feelings are, are, are valid and start asking those dumb fucking questions of if someone really feels something, is, isn't it kind of true then? Totally ignoring the fact that like for what the last decade or so now when when trans people say, hey, man, I just I feel like I'm I'm a different person on the inside. They don't these same these same right wing people. They don't care. All of a sudden, things are about facts. Hey, I'm sorry, you were born a guy. That's just what you. That's just who you are. What you are. But when it comes to shit that they care about, that they can't uh, prove to be uh, right. Now all of a sudden, their feelings become very very important. Now, 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 how you feel is more important than what the facts are. So it's going to be very interesting to see how, how they slowly introduce uh, feelings in, into the arena after years of saying like, Hey, 
your fact your your your, your feelings don't 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 matter it's all about facts so just just watch this shift people i know this was a weird episode uh but uh i'm i'm going through a lot right now uh, i'm i uh i'm going through a lot mentally not in a bad way i'm just just thinking about a, a lot of different things and, and how to how to approach things i'm trying like again i'm trying to bring my stress level down i'm trying to um just more be more peaceful you know in 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 my mind um oh before I get out of here, I uh, dude, I I, uh, I benched uh, Michael Che's show. Uh, it was great. That's all I can say, man. That damn Michael Che show on HBO Max, it was really good. Uh, at first, I was a little like confused. I was like, this really isn't like a sketch show I've ever seen. I spoke to my buddy Umar Khan, and uh, he he said it, man. He goes, I really think this show was groundbreaking. And it is in a sense of like um it's a it's a sketch show, but it's not like Saturday Night Live or um it's not even Chappellish when it comes to the sketches. These are more like vignettes, and they seem to me seem to be more like thoughts from his mind more than like just just straight up sketches. Don't get me wrong, there are some that seem like straight up sketches, but the deeper you get into the show you really see like, oh, he's really like, he's really um, just opening up and letting you into his mind about how he thinks about things and how he sees the world and how, uh, I just love to see how he explains uh, things. Like th there's this whole sketch about this guy who comes in for career day and, you know, you think he's all disheveled. You think he's going to be like an alcoholic or some, or, cause he was coming. It's not career day. I'm sorry. He was coming in to talk about addiction and he comes in in a suit. He's all disheveled. He looks pretty bad. And I'm thinking like, this guy's probably alcoholic or whatever, but it turns out this dude is addicted to hoes. <laughs> and it's just so funny. He's in this classroom with all these kids just talking about hoes and shit. It's just, it's just so funny, man. And it's so relatable um, as a black dude, man. And Umar was just like, when I said it's, it's really relatable, I get that because I know so many black dudes that have, that have ruined their lives, just like just chasing women and just, just making their lives very complicated. And I'm not judging uh, the women or these guys. I'm just, I've seen people just really, just really ruin their lives, man. Just, just sleeping around a lot. Again, not judging, just making shit messy. You know, they got kids here and there. They can never catch up financially. They're always stressed out. They always got baby mama drama. It's just they've created a very, very, um, a very just complicated life, stressful life for themselves. Um, and it's it, oh, so anyway, let me, I, I digress a little bit. But Umar was just like, well, I think anybody can just really relate. I don't think it's about a black dude. And I go, see, that's really not fair to say. Because when white people make shit, they make it for white people. And, we, and white people don't need to say, oh, I relate to that as a white woman or a white guy or a white suburban dad with kids. It's just, so, oh, I relate to that as a person because it's made by white people for white, for white people. So they don't need to quantify that they racially uh, identify with it. But now we have black people making way more content, you know. 
And I relate to it on that level, just like how white people relate to shit on a white level and a, 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 a either man or a woman level or a father level or a mom level. I identify with this shit. I, I, I can, I really just connect with it as a black dude, man. He, he gets into a lot of his insecurities and stuff, stuff that I also relate to. It just really hit home for me. I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, highly recommend it. If you have HBO Max, check it out. It's six episodes. They're all about about 20, 22 F, about minutes long. But man, it was it was uh, it was fascinating. Uh, not all of it is super, super funny, but it is it is all very interesting. It is all very poignant. And uh, I really enjoyed it. He I, I think he just he really um, he really pulled back the curtain on himself. Uh, he, he I think he really uh, made himself uh, vulnerable. He talked about some some pretty you know, private things about, about himself. And I respect that. And I, uh, I would love to create some art like that, man. I'm, I'm struggling right now to, to write some things. I, I know I would like to write something, but what I want to write, what I would like to write about is, is really where I'm stuck at. Um, and I know it's right there. I know the thing is I'm looking way too hard. I know it's right there, but I, I feel like I have a lot of interesting, cool things. And uh, to say, that I would love to um, bring to you guys on screen somehow through sketches or like, like Che, like these little vignettes, uh, you know, maybe even a short, uh, a web series or something, but there's something I would, I would like to do and I'm still trying to figure it out. Um, damn, I'm way over my time this week. Um, I'm saying I'm a lot as well. <laughs> I, um, I, I listened to the first edit of my album. I like it. Uh, there's a few things I need to cut out. Uh, I've noticed uh, there's some things on the Saturday shows that I like that hit better that I might, I might uh, move over to the Sunday show that I, um, that was the main show, but all in all, it's coming together pretty well. Uh, it's hard to say, but I'm proud of myself. I'm happy with it. I'm, I'm excited to, to, um, hear the final product and, and eventually get it out. So I, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I, I put that out there the other day that I listened to the first rough cut and uh, I got a, a lot of good responses. It seems like people are, are uh, looking forward to hearing the album and I, I can't wait to have you guys hear it. So uh, with that being said, there's a show. That's the show. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Chris Allen comedy. Uh, if you ever have any questions, email the show Negro, radio at gmail.com. If you have any questions about anything or you want some advice about something, hit me up, man. Uh, so, yeah, that's it, everybody. You guys have a great weekend. I'm out. Peace.